This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. This is Danielle. And hi, I'm Jamie. What is this? This is straight from the net. Good girl. Thank you. <laughs> because last week I was worried about dying on my potato chip. So I sort of was like, this is Danielle straight from the net. And who the fuck is this bitch over here? And Jamie's like, rude. I'm like, I'm sorry if I was going to die on a potato chip that didn't taste like tomato soup and grilled cheese. Didn't. Fucking bullshit. It was one of those things where it's like the calories weren't worth it and you wanted a refund. But we don't live in that kind of life and that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works. Mm-mm. Want to know what else we want to talk about that doesn't work? What doesn't work? So, as we were talking about, I had ordered lingerie. She ordered smutware. I did. I ordered smutware. Smutware comes in, and it's adorable. And I'm like, thank God. It is very pretty. It was. It was very pretty. But I want lingerie that's going to hide my vajumic. <laughs> the vajumic thing kills me every time. <laughs> Right? And I mean, most moms, like, when you start gaining a little weight, it doesn't, like, proportionate, like, it doesn't get proportionate on your body. Right. You're not it's as proportioned. Your gut you're not over. as proportioned as the model on the box. Yes. Who's all, like, boobs, ass, and thighs. I like, mean, but she's super thick and fucking beautiful. She's what the kids call thin, thin, thin thick. Thin? No, she's thick. Right, but it, it, they call That's it thin thick. That's not a model Alexis, whatever her name so, is. So, she's, she's got a... T- a flat stomach. Yes. But she's thick in all the right places. Like, she's it's like. It's not fair. It's not. How are you going to get fat? And but you know what? Like she's also young. She's not that young. I mean, she's, she's probably in her 20s. She's in her 20s. Yeah. Like, who knows? I'm going to take my shoes off, people, and get comfortable. Won't you? Nobody, can even know, nobody knows that you're doing right. that, right. by I'm the just, way. You know there's, not, there's like no video cam on you. <laughs> Taking my shoes off. Yeah, but the pictures, like, one of the pictures, or actually it was. One of the sets of lingerie came in a box, and it's that model. Her name's Alexis. Gorgeous girl. I mean, seriously, like if I was a lesbian, it, she'd probably be it for me. She's beautiful. Like, Selma Hayek. Would, Selma Hayek would be it for me. I can see Selma Hayek. Yeah, but I mean, I liked her. She's like corn-fed, looking like she's from Wisconsin, looking all thick and pretty, and she looks like she'd be naive, and I'd be like <laughs> the devil. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Or whatever. But anyway, so it comes on this damn box, and I'm like, this is so unfair. This is not how normal women look. When we gain weight, our bellies flap over, we can pick them up and move them around, and we don't see our vaginas anymore. Sorry. Way to go, Jamie. I know. I suck at life. So, we can't see our vaginas. I haven't been able to see mine on my own in years. I can't even tell you how long. Okay? And it's not even that big, but I still can't see it. And then you go and get this lingerie, and this is what it looks like. And I'm like, it's not fair. It's not fair. I should be able to look that way. I want to be wider and just have bigger boobs and a bigger butt, like a Brazilian-type butt lift butt. That's how I should get fat. I feel like it's that's how I it mean, should be. I got to ask for days. You do have ass for days. I get so it you're from already my, ready. I get it from my grandmama. I'm telling you, as soon as this belly goes down, I'll be shaped like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> well, you're going to have to go get your tits done because your tits disappeared. Right. I got this really great bra on today, though. The, Give them a little lift. There you go. They, they actually found something. It looks like there's something there. That's good. It yeah, doesn't feel fine. like anything's there, but it it, <laughs> if it it looks like it. You're like, just trust me. Trust me. It's there. So Katie just texted me. Remember we were trying to figure out 
the ultrasounds that from her friend. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she's having a girl. Oh, okay. So, congratulations, Carly. I don't know if you listen or not, but on your sweet little girl. That um, is Jamie's pseudo, daughter's friend. It's my first pseudo grandbaby, people. Yeah, and I guess that she calls Jamie mom. Yep. Oh my god, I remember when we were younger, and we would call somebody mom. I wonder if it feels the same to those. If it felt the same to those people, like it does to us. I love it when they're comfortable enough to call me mom. No, it creeps me out a little. No, I love it. I know you love it, but it creeps me out a little. Because I'm like, I'm not old enough for you to be calling me mom. And then I look at it, I'm like, you're my friend's kid, so technically you are. Because I have one that already calls me mom because I am their mom. Right. Well, Katie, Katie and Carly grew up together. Um, Carly was actually Katie's first friend right, I remember in that. Charlestown. It took yep. her a while to actually find somebody mm-hmm. to be friends with. And they were inseparable until they, they were about... 17. Right. Katie spent 90% of her time over there, so mm-hmm. she calls Carly's mom, mom. Right. Carly calls me mom. Um, there's another one, Kenna, who is also very close with Katie, who calls me mom, and right. I love her, like, my very own, too. So, like, these these girls, it's, it's different with girls, though, because girls, when they trust you enough to call you mom, mm-hmm. they love you like you're actually their mom. Right. So, it's not just like, hey, mom. Like, right. like when they have issues, they want to talk to you and they want to, they want your advice. And, and with girls, it's a lot different than boys. And I love it. So I mm-hmm. never had the urge to have another baby because I didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're going to have your first pseudo grandbaby. I know. She's going to be so cute. Aww. Carly's beautiful anyway. So the baby's going to be beautiful. It's exciting having new blood come into the come into things. Come into the fold. Yeah, like having new blood. And she's due right around my birthday. Um, Carly's mom, Crystal, her birthday's the third and mine's the first. So the baby is due right around in there. So that's exciting too, because we'll have like we'll be fighting over the baby for our birthday. Aww. Oh, that's so cute. So what else did we do today? Uh, today we went to our first well. Like, our first together. Our first together craft bazaar. Craft bazaar. Which I don't think they, it's fair they called it a bazaar, because it was very tiny, and there was only, like, I want to say eight booths total, and they should have called it a craft buzz. A craft buzz. Because <laughs> there was no czar. Instead of a bazaar, it was just a craft buzz. It was a craft buh. But they had this one lady I thought was, was pretty cool. She had all these dog things that she made. And some of them are, like, these little things that you can put, like, around your dog's, like, neck. Oh, my God. We should put it on Lainey. Yeah, I'll have to put it on Lainey. And then I'll have to and I'll have to upload a picture to our Straight from the Net page. But And it's for, like, Christmas. And I got one for Lainey. And I got one for Roger's puppy named Bella. Yes. And Bella's got one, too. And they don't matchy-matchy because they weren't the same. The same yeah. prints didn't come out. But then we got, like, a couple little, like, tissue holders for, like, teachers and stuff yes. like that to give away for a little. And they're all, like... You know, hand sewn gifts, and they were, it was so cute. And then, of course, you had there the was, MLMs. There was a lady there rocking out the Flintstone theme song on a violin, and it made oh my, my whole God, day. I, it's like, I had to stop by the paparazzi the and dance a little bit. I know. I thought it was very odd that it's like all these crafts, and then her booth or her table was violins. Yeah, that's because they were handmade. I know, but it's just very weird. Like, who would ever think to come to a craft fair to buy a fucking violin? Like, it was very odd. I don't know. Was, to me, I've never seen anything like but that But she before. played beautifully. She did. Well, okay, yeah, she was playing the Vince Flintstones theme song. She was, like, she was playing Wagon Wheel when we walked in, you know, rock me, baby, like a wagon wheel. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, yes. I do remember And then yeah. she, played a, she played something else, but then she was rocking the Flintstones shit out. And I was like, hell yeah, meet the Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm here, I'm here for it. Time. 
Right. Well, I was like, like, what is it? We'll have a gay old time. Yeah, but you when, can't play that no more now. Yes, you now can. Be Look, when my when when Sanaya was Teddy, mm-hmm. she used to sing like when we would go to karaoke, she would sing the freaking Flintstone no. theme song just so she could be like, "We'll have a gay old time." <laughs> Yeah, but now it's like if they were to put that on there, somebody would be offended and be like, they need to remove the gay part of this because everybody's offended by everything. Actually, it's funny. Jonathan got offended by something the other day. I can't remember what it was, but he was going on like this whole little rampage and he was like, I'm just, it was very offensive. And I was like, well, you get offended by everything. You're a snowflake. And he was like, well, I got to be a snowflake. I'm like, you're the king snowflake. I'm like, you're the one who gathers all the crowds and, like, you know, rushes in and tells everybody how offended you are. I'm like, I'm like you're that kid. I'm like, how am you're I raising the one, this child? You're the one writing the petition. That's right. You're the one who's brought it all up and is going around getting the goddamn signatures, making people feel guilty. And so they're just signing it to get out, get you out of their face. But just thought, how Hi. do I have a child? How Your do I son have is that? saying goodbye. He's going to work. Where are you going? Work. All right, I love you. Yeah. Love, love you. Night. Have a good I'll night. Yeah. I thought that was <laughs> it's just never a dull moment around here. No, I'm sure Jonathan's gonna come down here at some point because he's so petty. He's got to be like all involved in what we're doing every time. But um, and he just was really offended that I said that he was queen of the offend or the offenders. Like he just was like really upset about that I said that to him. But he really is. He I'm really like he's is. just charging in, you know, bringing down all the people that offend you, like with your little group. That child, he has something else. But right now, he's got a friend over, and they're upstairs, and they're being very Shh. quiet, so thank God. Let him stay up there. I know, because well, as soon as you say his damn name, it's like, you know, as soon as you say Satan's name, Satan Satan comes. Oh, my God. And now we're all into Christmas. We got to talk about, like, Christmas, because I'm gearing up to go Christmas shopping, and my kids are at a point where they go, I don't know. When you ask them, what do you want for Christmas? Ugh. It's fucking bullshit, man. It's bullshit. And it's like, come on. Go on. You know what you want. You yeah. want something. Paco is like that right now, and it really bothers me. I'm like, what do you want for Christmas? He did tell me he wants cologne. He was like, but I need to go to Macy's or something and smell all of them because I want a new scent. Like, he, he's ready to change his scent after all oh, these Oh, is he? He's like ready to switch it up. <laughs> I like how that's the thing. It's he's like, like so smell don't, all of them. So don't buy me, like, the, the regular polo blue because I, I'm thinking about switching it up. <laughs> Okay, well, you, you go ahead and switch it up and let me know, but you're still getting the polo blue because guess who likes it? Me. Me. And I'm the one who matters. Right. Like, you can wear whatever you want, but I want to bury my face in your chest and smell what I've been smelling, and I like it. Well, you know, back in the day, 6ABC posted a thing. Um, let me see. On the 23rd. So what's today? Today's Oh, today's the 23rd. Today is the 23rd. What? How could they post it on the 23rd? Or maybe they're just telling you what it is. But anyway, they posted a thing, and it's called From the Vault. And it goes, The Strange Story of the Cabbage Pack Kid Riots of 1983. Oh, God, do you remember those? Hell yeah, I remember them, because I wanted my goddamn Cabbage Patch. I wanted I, it. We couldn't get it. We couldn't get it. We missed it. My mom tried so hard to get them, but then my grandmother made our Cabbage Patch dolls, yeah. and the doll heads that she got had, like, these weird funky noses. Yeah. <laughs> but she tried so hard. Like, she even, like, signed the, the butt. Yeah. But it wasn't the same. Like, we knew. But my grandmom tried really hard to, like, everybody got Cabbage Patch dolls, and they were like, oh, look, we got Cabbage Patch dolls. And we got, like, three or four apiece because my grandmom bought the doll <laughs> and you're like, look how many we have. And just made us Cabbage Patch kids, but we knew they weren't real Cabbage Patch kids. No, I definitely got, like, knockoff Cabbage Patch dolls. I got my Cabbage Patch doll when 
for my eighth birthday, and her name was Bridget, and she was the one that you could pick out that looked like your kid, mm-hmm. and she had dirty blonde hair and freckles across her nose. Aww. Well, it says, in November 1983, America went bonkers for Cabbage Patch Kids. The dolls were so scarce and demand was so high that riots broke out in stores. I do remember this, too. Yeah. And parents were ready to drive hundreds of miles to buy them, and desperate gift givers were willing to pay big bucks for a rare doll. At a Zare department store in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Zare's, God, oh my God, it's been so long since I've even heard that name, a riot broke out with a store manager grabbing a baseball bat to protect himself. So this is my life that's in danger, William Shigo was quoted saying in the New York Times. And then it kind of goes through and it tells you about, like, archival video of the event. Like, they could, they showed you what the riot was, and I'm like, oh my God. And it says, the dolls designed by Xavier Roberts were born in a cabbage patch, according to the backstory, and buyers would adopt them and act certified with an official-looking document that came with the toy. Yep, and then you would send it off, and they'd send you, like, if you wanted to change the name, mm-hmm. you could change the name and send it off, and they'd send you a new birth certificate. It was so neat. So it said, woman called, one woman called Channel 7, or one woman told Channel 7 she was calling her sisters in Nebraska and Illinois to see if they could get her a doll, or she would drive to Pennsylvania. If that failed, she was going to reach out to a niece in California. See, our parents, I didn't, we didn't have money for that. Like, we couldn't really afford that stuff. Like, my grandparents probably would have got it for me or whatever, but they couldn't get it either. So, we did. We got the knockoff ones. Yeah. My, gran- I, my grandma made ours. Well, you know what? They did a thing on um, the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. I love that show. God, I love that damn show. And it was all about, like, you know, they had to have this Cabbage Patch baby, and they had to play like they were married for the day, and they had this baby or whatever, and then something, she, and Beverly was so into the baby, so she was, like, taking it everywhere with her, like it was her real baby, and then somebody stole the baby, so then she had to try and replace the baby, but couldn't get one, because they were sold out everywhere, so she meets this guy in a back alley in a van, and the van gives her this thing, <laughs> and it was the one that had the red hair with uh-huh. the pigtails, and but the face was all fuckered up and it just didn't look right at all. It looked like it had Down syndrome or something. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm gonna have to edit that out because I know that sounds terrible, but it just looked silly. Like the face looked like there was like it had some chromosomal disorder or something when it was made. So she was like, I can't take that home to them. That's not the same thing. But she's screaming out like, somebody took my baby. Somebody took my baby. And they're like. And she's and they're like, oh my god, somebody stole her baby. She's like, well, it's not a real baby, it's a baby doll. And then everybody's like, you fucking crazy bitch. Like, it was just the funniest thing. I'm like, that would so happen to somebody like in my life. But yeah, that happened back in the day. And now we got kids going, buy me a Switch or right, buy like, me an Xbox. Like or- they're they're not like into things. Like I think the last big huge thing with the Hatchimals, like a couple years ago, mm. the Hatchimals, they were big. And before that, it was, I can't remember anything except for, like, the Furby. And then before, Oh, yeah. And then I think after that, it was, like, Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, God. I, no, it was Tickle Me Elmo. I do remember that. I never wanted any of that stuff, so my parents really lucked out. But um, that is so crazy. Right. I, well, Tickle Me Elmo was actually Christopher, probably. Yeah, I, Katie never wanted a Tickle Me Elmo, so I was, like, nice. Well, now it's, like, Christopher was, like, I want a 50-inch TV. I'm like, me too. Like, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all right. But, I mean, that's, like, the one thing he said. I'm like, so it couldn't just be, I'd rather it be a fucking Cabbage Patch doll at this point. Right, because you can get Cabbage Patch dolls for, like, 20 bucks. That's yeah, now, right? Oh, my God. Anyway, what you got, girl? Um, I got doctors warn women to stop putting toothpaste in their vaginas. 
Wow, we just didn't even have a segue for There was no segue for that. Just from Cabbage Patch Dolls to toothpaste and badges, okay? Yeah, so apparently... (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) The the bizarre DIY method was reportedly gained popularities overseas. It's supposed to tighten your hula. What? Now, I've heard of people using, like, an alum paste, like the stuff they use for pickling. I've heard of them using that to... To tighten up your cho-cha. And I've also heard of like products that you can buy that are supposed to tighten up your hoo-ha. But apparently women have been putting toothpaste inside their vagina. Wow. Ew. And it says putting toothpaste into the vagina or on the vulva would not be not only be uncomfortable, but it could also seriously damage and disrupt the natural flora of the vagina. Basically, people, you're going to get a yeast infection or, like, vaginosis. It says leading to infections such as yeast and vaginosis and thrush. You can get thrush on your hoo-ha. That's yeast. Isn't that just yeast? I don't know. They use the word thrush, which sounds way nastier than yeast. I would definitely not recommend you putting. um, (laughs) Do not recommend. Do not recommend. No. No, No, because, you know, that's going to cause it to have an odor. Oh, God, that's yeah. so gross. Oh, my God. So if you do have an odor, you there's an, also a company that sells pills that makes your farts smell like flowers and chocolate. What? It's like Valentine's Day out your butthole. <laughs> 65-year-old inventor Christian Pianchaville from the French village of Gessvers, whatever that is, is becoming a household name around the world for its incredible creation, a pill that makes your farts smell nice. The capsules can be purchased online at this website, pillupet.com. Pillupet? P-I-L-U-L-E-P-E-T.com. The product is very affordable, too. At a 60 packs of, pack of pills, only costs $23. I don't want to ingest anything that's going to make my <laughs> butthole smell or, like, my shit smell like flowers. He even offers a variety of different scents that his customers can choose from, including chocolate, a nice ginger... A nice ginger. That's what it's like. Oh, my God. As well as other flowers, herbs, and spices. <laughs> Pumpkin spice. Listen to you. You're like, <laughs> Pumpkin spice farts. Do <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that, though? Walking past somebody and you totally, like, you know what like, I mean? Is this, is this a bathroom or a Yankee candle? I know. What is happening? No. <laughs> what do they call that? Crop dust. When you crop right. dust somebody and then they're like, and it's it roses. Smells like, yeah, it smells like pumpkin spice. Right. Um, and there's also a redu- a fart reducer powder for pets. Oh, I get that feeling. Right? She stinks so bad. Every time she farts, it smells like at, like the shit is right at her asshole. <laughs> like she smells like she's turtle heading. It smells so bad. I'm like, why? So anyway, he told the Telegraph that he came up with the idea in 2006 while eating at a restaurant with a few friends. After the meal, the group had a gas attack, which led to an embarrassing situation. Our farts were so smelly after the, after the copious meal, we nearly suffocated the people at the table next to us when we were not happy, and something had to be done. <laughs> something had to, just had to be done. And this is him. Oh, dear God. He looks like he would invent a fart pill. He does look like it. Uh-huh. Then started, he said, then he started thinking about how the problem could be remedied and quickly stumbled upon a rather obvious solution. 
when we when we were vegetarian, we noticed that our gas smelt like vegetables, like odor from a cow pat. But when we started eating meat, the smell of fashions became much disagreeable. We need to invent much something disagreeable. much disagreeable. We need to invent <laughs> something that made the smell nicer. He said. Oh my god. So in addition to saving people from potentially embarrassing situations, his pills are also healthy. He claims that his product reduces intestinal gas and bloating because it contains ingredients like vegetables, coal, vegetable coal, fennel seaweed, plant resin, bilberry, and cacao zest. Cacao? Yep. He says the pills are often given as a joke, joke gifts during the holidays, but they're actually very useful. I have all sorts of customers. Some buy them because they have problems with flatulence, and some buy them as a joke to send to their friends. For Christmas, always there's always a surge in sale, he says at Christmas. The product product's website reads, The fart pill in result of lengthy, lengthy research trials and is on sale since 2007. Our fragrant variants also add a touch of humor to any occasion. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, yeah, you can buy pumpkin spice farts. Pumpkin spice, but he's got a whole bunch of different. I wonder how he makes them smell different, or if it's if it's, it's just, tried and true. It's just the um the the plant bases that he puts in different pills, I guess. I know, but I wonder if he's tried it to be like, oh yeah, it yeah. Definitely he said works. he said he, that it's been like sen- extensively researched. Wonder if it's like, I don't know. That's interesting. It is. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. You don't know how I don't feel about. But. I knew Jonathan would come down here. He's not down here. What are you doing down here? Food. Oh my God! I can't do nothing with you in this house, boy. <laughs> Every single time I turn around, that child's up my ass doing something. All right. Um. It says there's a new male birth control reportedly passes clinical trials. Oh yeah, it's a shot. Released, but it's a shot into their groin. It's in their groin. It's not They're in their groin. Heart. I was like, this is not going to happen. There's no way. You no, I was going to talk to Paco about getting it, but now no. Yeah, it goes into their groin. So it says a new. It's at a new Delhi, in India, I guess. But it's saying it's reportedly uh, completed clinical trials in India and involves an injection into the groin area that researchers say is doesn't designed to be a practical alternative to surgical vasectomy. So it says the contraception has been set for final testing by the Drug Control General of India. Goes on to tell you who that was. And it says the trials are over, including extended phase three clinical trials for which 303 candidates were recruited with 97.3% success rate and no reported side effects. It's called, contraceptive is called reversible inhibition of sperm under guidance. That's a long-ass name. That is. uh, Short for R-I-F-U-G and is made up of a polymer that is injected into the tubes that carry sperm from the testicles known as the vas deferens. With the simple injection, scientists say the birth control method will be effective for approximately 13 13 years. Holy shit. I didn't even read that far down. That's a long-ass time. I know. What do they do if it needs to be? Hold on. Scientists say any non-surgical procedure is usually preferred over a surgical one like vasectomy, which is more invasive. While there has been no specific date as to when the procedure will be available to the public, officials in India say that it could take up to seven months for approvals before the product can be manufactured for consumers. Damn, if it's 13 years, though, like, what if people are like, okay, I'm ready to have a baby now. Like, is it reversible? It doesn't say that. I don't know. Jay, I need you to check and see if this birth control for men is reversible. Because 13 years seems excessive. Also, 
phonetically find the spelling of the word that she struggled with. <laughs> Which was the one I struggled with? I can't say Where the passageways. The, the, That's fast difference. Oh, never mind. She's got it. So scratch that off your list. But <laughs> I need you to buy the fart pills and let me know. Thanks. Also, I'd like to say that um, Jay came through for us because we before said, oh, yeah. Jay, look up what um, Outer Course Outer Course was and if it was indeed humping. And he did send us a message and it is indeed humping. So if anybody wanted to know, we now know it's out. Oh, I never knew that there was, I knew there was different levels of what they call rape. Not what they call rape. That's stupid for me to say that. Look, I'm tired. I ate a whole bunch of food before we sat down. I'm not thinking straight, so don't come at me. But I'm saying, I didn't realize that when they say rape one, rape two, rape three, rape four, it's because it's different penetrations. I didn't know that. I never knew that until we were dealing with the whole Brock Turner thing. We were looking into that. And I was like, that is so weird. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. So Brock Turner wants to go back to court and doesn't want to become a sex offender because he because he wanted to. outer course, but which, he did. Which here is the definition per our fact checker J. <laughs> so outer course is also known as non-penetrative sex, including something called frottage, basically rubbing parts of the body together, dry humping in the nude, cuddling, or mutual masturbation. But he still raped the girl. Hashtag fact checker on duty. <laughs> I know. So thank you so much, Jay. You did Thanks. such a great job. We love you. We got you a present today. Danielle got you a present today. Fine. I was going to let it be us and say us, but you didn't want to have nothing to do with it. She must be ashamed of this present. I'm not ashamed of this present. I, I think it's a nice present. It's adorbs. And if you want to try and buy my Jay's love, I'm going to let you. I'm not going to try and buy his She's love. She's totally trying to steal him from me. Never. It's okay, though. I'll share him. Will you? I will. You won't share Paco, though? No, not at all. <laughs> no, I would never want you to share Paco. I just thought it was funny. Not at all. I love Sim. What? No, you're not allowed to have that. That's a dessert I'm making. So, I mean, literally, in the middle of a podcast, and there is not a minute that child does not want to say my name or be involved in what I'm doing. Ever. It's so funny. But then one day he'll move out, and I'll be all alone, and I'll be calling him all the time, and he'll be like, why are you calling me all the time? Because it's your turn, Mother Flipper. Right. <laughs> it's your turn. So, anyway. speaking of holidays, if you guys are looking for something to do for the holidays and you're wanting to get back to your community, um, the Delaware Hospital for the Chronically Ill in Smyrna and the Governor Bacon Health Center in Delaware City are asking members of the community to sponsor a resident for the holidays. Um, it's either at the nursing home operated by the Department of Health and Social Services since many residents have little family involvement or support, the two nursing homes rely on the generosity of the community. Um, so if you guys are interested, you can um, go to, you can either A, adopt a resident, and that means a sponsors are provided with the identification code and the wish list of a resident. The sponsor is asked to buy the wish list items and deliver them unwrapped in a gift bag to the volunteer service officer at the facility. <laughs> Of their choice. Are you all right? Do you want to know what's going on? What is so funny? Just keep going. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, you can you can contact um, or you can make a monetary donation. But basically, um, I'm looking where you can. Oh, to participate in adopt a resident email. 
It is Tina.Wagner, W-A-G-N-E-R, at Delaware.gov, or call 223-1431. Um, these are people who have nobody, and they deserve love on Christmas, too. So if you guys are interested in doing something charitable and all that, please, you know, give Tina Wagner an email or a phone call and... Help people out. Just the season. I know. I always thought that was so sweet. They did that. They put up stuff like that last year. And I was like, oh, my God. That is so amazing. But they do stuff like that. That's great. Tis the season, people. Let me see. I had one that I wanted to do. This, she's making the rounds. I got to talk about her. Who? So, there's this page that's been around forever. It's called Humans of New York. Okay. I love it. And it's just like random people oh, on the, the street. Oh, yeah. That the interviews. That's like, this is real fish. Yes. She is amazing. Everybody wants her to have her own show immediately. Like, series. How could you not? Like, the stuff that she's talking about is so crazy. So, I got to read her interview because everybody loves her. Like, even, like, celebrities are getting involved now going, Netflix needs to give her a deal. So, she says, I'm trying to find her. What was her name? Oh. She's an older woman now, but when she was younger, she was a stripper, and her name was Tangeray. Oh. And she's stunning. Like, there's had some other pictures where she, like, showed what she looked like back then. And, like, their version of, like, a 1930s, 40s stripper was, like, a showgirl. Uh-huh. And she was just stunning. So, this is the first one that they put up, and it says, My mom threw me out of the house at 17 for getting pregnant, then had me arrested when I tried to get my clothes. Then she fucked the head of parole to try to keep me in jail. She was some prime pussy back then. But the warden did some tests on me and found out I was smart, so I got a scholarship to go anywhere in New York. I chose the Fashion Institute of Technology, which I hated. But by that time, I was already getting work making costumes for the strippers and porn stars in Times Square. All my friends were gay, or gay people, because they never judged me. All I did was gay bars, drag queen contests, Crisco disco. I loved the whole scene. And I couldn't get enough of the costumes. My friend Paris used to sit at the bar and sell stolen clothes from Bergdorf and Lord, or Lord and Taylor's back before they had sensor tags. So I had the best wardrobe, mink coats, five-inch heels, stockings with seams up the back. I used to love those stockings with the seams up the back. What the hell I was, right? I looked like a drag queen, honey. One night, a Hasidic rabbi tried to pick me up because he thought I was a tranny. I had to tell him, baby, this is real fish. Yeah. And then she goes on and on. Like, she's just so neat. And she said, my stripper name was Tangeray back in the 70s. Oh, I guess the 70s even. I said the 30s or 40s. This is the 70s. I was way off. Um, I was the only black girl making white girl money. I danced in so many mob clubs that I learned Italian. Black girls weren't even allowed in some of these places. Nothing but guidos with their pinky rings and the one long fingernail they used for cocaine. I even did a full 20 minutes in the place they filmed Saturday Night Fever. But I made my real money on the road. Three grand on some trips. Every time Fort Dix had their payday, they'd bring me in as a feature and call me Miss Black Universe or some, or some shit like that. I had this magic, I had this magic trick where I put baby, bo baby bottle tops on my nipples and squirt real milk. Then I'd pull a cherry out of my G-string and feed it to the guy in the front row. But I never used dildos on stage or any shit like that. Never fucked the booking agents, never fucked the clients. In fact, one night after a show, I caught another dancer sneaking off to the Tate Hotel with our biggest tipper. Not allowed. So the next night, we put a little itching powder in her G-string. Boy, did she put on a show that night. Didn't see her again until the longest yard with Burt Reynolds. So I guess she finally she finally fucked the right one. She's just amazing. 
This is the one that I really, really like. I, this is the last one. I got to read them both, all, all three of them, because she's so interesting. So she said, the scene was different back then. All the adult clubs were mob-controlled. It all flowed up to some guy named Matty the Horse. Honestly, the mob guys never bothered me. They were cool, and I liked how they dressed. They wore custom-made suits, and they went to hairstylists, not barbers. These guys wouldn't even let you touch their hair when you were fucking them. Not that I ever fucked them, but I tur but I never turned because I never turned tricks. Well, except for one time. I took a job from this woman named Madam Blanche. She controlled all the high-dollar prostitutes back then. She was like the internet, could get you anything you wanted. And all the powerful men came to her because she never talked. She set me up with a department store magnet who wanted a black girl dressed like a maid. I thought I could do it, but when I got to his hotel room, he wanted to spank me with a real belt. So that was it for me. I was done. But Madame Blanche set my best friend Vicky up with the president every time he came to New York. And don't you dare write his name because I can't afford the lawyers. But he'd always spend an hour with her. He'd send a car to pick her up, bring her to his hotel room, put a secret service agent in front of the door, and get this, all he ever did was eat her pussy. What? I know! I'm like, oh my god. See, all the stuff she just said, could you imagine? That is prime Netflix stuff. Prime. I would watch it. I would totally watch it. This is like up so many people's alley. There was so much that people were saying about this woman. She is just so neat looking. And she's got, like, her little, like, mink hat on and everything. I mean, she just looks like she has, she's like, I got more where that came from, honey. Like, she's just so interesting. I hope somebody does look into her. I mean, because that's, sure it writes will. itself. I mean, she's going viral anyway with that, so. They have to, because everybody's talking about giving her a show. So if somebody doesn't look into that, they're an idiot. I love her, though. I hope something comes out of that. What you got? So, um, I posted this on the page. Because I'm, like, disgusted. Disgusted what? by this. So, this woman who's 23 who brutally bashed a 75-year-old um, pensioner begs for her identity to keep secret so she's not named and shamed on Facebook. Oh, my God. So, basically, she's 23. She was filmed by one of her friends attacking a 72-year-old woman at a 75-year-old woman with a walker. Oh, my God. At a bus stop. Um, she was trolled online after the video went viral and claimed that she is now unsafe. Glenn Cross argued that her case should be private and her identity withheld. The judge rejected her application for a suppression order on Thursday. A woman who bashed a pensioner at a bus... Oh, that's... It says that... Um, this is, must have been over in the UK. But it says... Uh, her person, she's worried that her personal safety is at risk. You're 23, and you beat up an old lady at a bus stop who had a walker. You're a fucking piece of shit, and I hope that you get trolled and humiliated, and you're scared for, you're scared for your life. Because imagine what that woman who can't offend, couldn't defend herself right. was scared for her life. Oh, my God. <clears throat> That's so sad. So I mean, the for the old woman. Right. For the magistrate has ruled she should be identified in the interest of open justice and said the woman would have just would have just put it up to the cruel demanding of a humiliating post on social media. If Glenn Cross got her way, Glenn Cross got her way, the media wouldn't have been allowed to report any details on her case. Her lawyer, Shelley Shelley somebody, said there were multiple Facebook posts showing that Glenn Cross Glenn Cross could be in danger following the incident. But at the same... Look, they show the whole video. It's fucking awful. She's kicking this old lady. Like... She's kicking her? Yeah. 
What? I don't. I don't want to see her kicking an old lady. It'll break my heart. She was getting smart, and the old lady got smart with her back. She's like six foot tall. She just threw her on the ground. Is anybody coming to this old lady? Her. Yeah, like four people just. One girl was like, get away from her. But you deserve to be fucking trolled online. You deserve to be put out there for the piece of shit that you are. Oh, my God. Well, look, Jen just said up. Jen, our friend Jen. She said yes to the dress. Apparently just picked her wedding dress. Yay. Good for her, yay. Oh my god. I'm ashamed. She should. I hope she gets I hope she gets her ass kicked. I do. I hope that no, she gets the her girl ass kicked. that the girl that beat up the old lady, not yeah, our friend Jen. Not our friend Jen, no. The one who beat up the old lady. We're I think happy she for should her. get her ass kicked. Yeah. I think she should. I think I she think... should get back under her what she did to her. Right. Right. I, and and the girl is huge. She like towered over her. She was like six foot and like a heavy girl. You know what? See, that's a fucking wimp. That's a pussy-ass bitch right there. Yeah. Because you know damn well that woman's not going to do anything to you, so it's fucking easy for you to say something. I'm only 5'7", but I'll tell you what. I'll go rounds with her. I might get my ass kicked, but she'll know I was there. I'll do it. Like, I'm not the one. I can't. I cannot stand that. You know, I was kind of thinking, you know how they always say, I don't know who you would say it always says it, but they're like, you know, you're here for a purpose, and you have, like, this divine purpose in your life while you're here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think I'm all about, like, the whole injustice thing or whatever. Because I cannot stand it. I think that's why I love Judge Judy. Because I get to watch people get their shit, you know what I mean, given to them. You know what I mean, right away. And I think I like things <laughs> that, you know, are karmically balanced. You know what right. I mean? Right. And that's the thing. The thing is, like, I love it how people can dish it out, but they can't take it. Mm -hmm. Like, why is your friend fucking videotaping that anyway? A, you're yeah, trash people. B, your friend is trash friend. <clears throat> Yeah. Who finds that funny? Like, what kind of home training have you had? It doesn't, because some people are just trash. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, I guess it makes the world go around. If we didn't have all these kinds of people in the world, you know what I mean, with all these different flavors, I guess, what would life be like? I don't know. I don't know, because it's nice to be able to be like, you're trash. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm not trash, but I could be a, you know, a judgy little bitch, I guess. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, like, I think I just, I'm really about, like, the justice of things. I don't like when other people like bully other people. I don't like when people like oppress other people you right, know, for their own gain. That kind of stuff. I think that's why I'm so disgusted with politics. I fucking hate politics. You know what I mean? Because it's just it's so bad on either side all the time, regardless of who you ask. I don't know that guy. That 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 guy. The Ukraine. Whoever he is, like threw everybody under the bus oh, on, in the that. impeachment trials. He was just like running people over. What? He was driving the bus, throwing everybody underneath of it. Oh, my God. Well, you know what's actually kind of cool? There actually is some really decent news, and I didn't get to bring it up before. So I'm really excited about this one. It was on, oh, it's all over the place right now. Um, but it came out in an article on November 9th, so this is how late I am with it. But a U.S. medical company claims to have developed cure for HIV and sends the research to the FDA for approval. Nice. I know. I'm, like, really excited about that because they just also came out not but a few weeks before this article so it would have been in october where they just found a new strain of hiv what? Okay, you don't feel good i don't feel so good i'm good are you sure can you make it through i'm gonna make it through what are you gotta go potty no do you just feel like you're gonna pass out i just I, i'm i'm feeling a little oh it's all right are you sure okay yeah 
Jamie looks like she's getting ready to like give birth over here. Um, but they just were saying like a couple weeks back that they found an offshoot strain of HIV. So it was like there's it's called like M or something. I have it in all my files, but I have so many in here that I can't find it. But it was like okay, there's like different kinds of strains, and then there's an offshoot of that strain, and now it's the first one that they found in all these years. So it's like mutating. Now. Oh no! And I was like, oh my god! But then like two weeks later, now there's this one. So. Says American, um, oh sorry, American. A Maryland pharmaceutical company claims that they may have created a potential cure for HIV. American Gene Technologies announced it filed a thousand-page application with the FDA on Wednesday. The scientists there believe they created a gene therapy unlike any other. We are doing this with a purpose with improving people's living, rele relieving suffering, and increasing their lifespan. Irene Tennant said via CNN. The daddy stuff. The, the daddy, daddy news. The daddy news. AGT <coughs> announced the submission. <coughs> Sorry. An, that's okay. I cough all the time. I'm always coughing on this damn podcast. Announced the submission of an investigational new drug application for the company's lead HIV program called AGT-103-T. The single-dose drug has a simple purpose to eradicate HIV once and for all. AGT said they are hoping to hear from the FDA before the end of the year. A single dose. That's fucking awesome. A single dose. Well, I mean, it was kind of neat when they came out with whatever the hell that's called for um, hepatitis. Yeah. But theirs is like an eight-week-long thing now. Right. It's not even a single dose. So I'm like, and you would think hepatitis would have been easier to treat than HIV. So that's crazy. So that's like an eight-week eight, eight week course to get rid of hepatitis, which is amazing because that kills people too. And if you've ever seen somebody die from liver failure, it is the worst. I mean, besides cancer, I can't imagine another one. I actually was able to see someone die from that, and it was absolutely terrible. Like, I will never forget it as long as I live. Like, it was, it's going to take Alzheimer's to, like, make me forget what I saw. So, I'm like, that's just crazy. But, I mean, I don't think a whole lot of people are dying from HIV these days, are they? Because well, of the, the nobody, dies, so nobody dies from HIV. They die from AIDS, which is, you know, after you reach a certain level of T-cells. Um, but no, HIV is not a death sentence anymore. There, there's no, medications. So good now, right? If you take care of yourself, things like that, and and do your regimen properly, your viral load can be so much as undetectable. Right. Um, this one dose thing, though, that's amazing. Is right? amazing because there are so many people out there. There's even um, there's a new drug that I had. I saw a commercial about where they were like, just because you have HIV doesn't mean you can't have a healthy baby anymore. Like, I did see that. Like, like if the, they give you the the right stuff, it won't cross the right. blood something. So barrier. there. So, but to be able to cure HIV, because HIV is the virus that leads to AIDS. Right. So being able to cure HIV is it technically a cure for AIDS. Right. And there's so many of our young people dying out there today because of it. And but are lost, they really dying? That's what I'm saying. Are well, they the ones that don't get that the don't medication? Get the that don't get the treatment, that can't afford the help. Right. Like, a lot of our inner cities have clinics. Um, Philadelphia has has a, an excellent right. HIV clinic, and, you know, there's they help people, and they help them with their medication and things right. like that. But there are some people who can't afford it. Or they just don't go. Or they just don't go. Or maybe it gets to a point where it's all out of control until the very end, you know, before they even realize what's happening with them or whatever. But. Yeah. And um, I just thought that was neat. It says if it's approved, their clinical trials could begin in January. Nice. That's like two months away. Like, could you imagine? Okay, so in our lifetime, we saw it show up. Yep. We saw it devastate people. Yep. Because we've all known somebody that's had it. 
There's countries over right now in Africa that are like just dying off because AIDS is running so rampant over oh, there. Oh, it is rampant. Yeah. This could potentially end that. But you know, somebody said something to me, and it was like, it was very philosoph- philosophical. I don't know why I can't fucking talk today. I think it's because I'm so stuffed still that my brain's just like processing all the food you just shoved in your belly. But somebody had said, like, if everybody lives forever, we would use up all our resources. So it's like there's all these checks and balances. Like, people have to die from cancer. People have to die from whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was just a philosophical thing. There was no, you know, there wasn't like, oh, you have to have cancer because we want to see you die because we got to keep our resources. We got to keep the population down. They were just like having a philosophical conversation that had nothing to do with that. But they were like, you know, what happens when we're able to fix it all and everybody goes rampant? I mean, at some point we have to say enough because we wouldn't be able to survive. Right. We would have to ensure our survival. So if we can basically fix everything that's wrong with us, right, and that we don't die from anything like that, maybe we just die from old age, accidents, whatever that may be, but it's never from AIDS, it's never from any of that stuff. What do you then do? At some point, you have to kind of be like China and be like, you can't have any more children. Like, you'll never have children. Like, because we have to thin out the herd kind of thing. And I was like, wow, that's kind of an interesting concept. And they're like, you know, and the, and I'm like, you smoke a lot of weed and you're up late at night, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, think, I never thought about that. Like, it's kind of think interesting. About. But I don't think that as a, as a people, like, we're, we're already what they call overpopulated, whatever. But, well, India is. Have you seen some of the pictures they've, like, shown of, like, India at night? Like, holy freaking balls. I, I don't think that we could eradicate death altogether. And I think that it would still, people would still die. Even if we cured diseases such as cancer and things like that, there would still be stuff Something that, else that pops that up. pops up. It's inevitable. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting. I'm like, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a Florida one for you. Because that one was really, really oh, exciting. So good. I was excited about you that. show me something, tell me something crazy about Florida so I can segue into my crazy sister. You got new stuff about your crazy sister? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, this one's going viral too, and it's fucking adorable. And it was this man leaves his dog alone in the car, and the dog car, like, he accidentally, the dog must have, like, locked the door and then put the car in reverse. Oh my God. So he's in a cul de sac, and he's just going around in circles. And the people are, like, looking at him. It took people an hour to call the cops. So he's just spinning around in a cul-de-sac, around and around and around. They have video of it. It's the fucking funniest thing. It's in Port St. Lu- Port St. Lucie in Florida. So the neighbors are just watching it. They said moved around circles in reverse for approximately an hour. Oh, my God. Do they have video of it? Yeah, there's video of it. It's hilarious. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know if it's on here. Oh, Wait. it's right here. It's at the top. Oh my god, why do I gotta always have to watch another video first? Where is the, the guy, the owner of the car? I don't know, but can I turn this down? It's really obnoxious. Literally, the video's only like 20 seconds long, and I gotta watch a 15-second long video of this bullshit. Or... As the car drove backwards in circles, it was stuck in reverse, but there was a dog behind Look at this, you see it? I saw this car going <laughs> And uh, it was dog just in the front seat. And when the cops got the door open, the black dog jumped out. <laughs> I was like, they should give that thing a license. <laughs> yeah, police in Port St. Lucie say the guy stepped out of his car and his dog in the front seat knocked it into reverse. Oh, no. <laughs> police eventually stopped the car, but it did end up smashing into a mailbox there. 
But it's smashed into a mailbox. Get that shit in the cul-de-sac though. He was probably steering it. <laughs> I thought you would get a kick out of that. I was that like, because it's got dogs in it, which I love. It's got Florida, which you love. The dog. It's just a slam dunk of a thing for us to talk about. The dog drives better than my sister. So <laughs> you're like, this is how I'm gonna segue. <laughs> this is how I'm gonna segue. <laughs> so my sister, I love her. My sister Carrie is it's terrifying behind the wheel, and my little sister Kira will definitely attest to this also. But um, I live around the corner from my sister, and her mailbox. Oh, I remember this. Okay. She was going to check her mail, so I'm going down the road the other day to go get medicine because I got cooties from Canada. <laughs> and I'm going to me and Katie are in the car and I almost get head like head on collision with this truck and I'm like what the fuck and then I look and it's my sister who has not seen my new car yet so she didn't know it was me oh so I'm like what the fuck and Katie goes that's your sister so I get out of the car and she's <laughs> I'm gonna tell you all she gets out of the car and she's going to her mailbox and I said what the fuck you almost killed me. And she went, oh, my God, thank God, it's you. <laughs> Bitch, why? Why? It's okay to kill me, but not a stranger? I'm like, you came right no, at me. Not. And she was like, you were flying. And I was like, I was not flying in the neighborhood. <laughs> I was just on my side of the road. <laughs> Where I belong. Where sir. I belong. Right. She was like, it's fine. Did you die? And I'm like, what the hell? And then she, she starts talking about our podcast. And she says, did you guys put out a new episode last weekend? I was like, yeah, we drop one every Sunday. She was like, oh, I must have missed it. She was like, um, do you think you guys could get on iHeartRadio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because John wants to listen to you, and that's what they get in prison. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll call um, iHeartRadio and let them know that the prisoners in Delaware right. would like to hear I, 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 I don't think it's yeah. that easy to get on iHeartRadio. I don't think iHeartRadio has any podcasts of any kind. On I think the radio they station. do, but it's like the national podcasts, like podcasts that are like boop big. Yeah, I think I'm not sure. I don't know how iHeartRadio works, but I watch their award show, and I don't remember anything about a podcast category. Uh, yeah, I don't think they have anything like that. But another thing is, is like, she was like, he's in prison and he wants to listen to you. Oh my god! Well, remember I told you about. My near-death experience group. And you're uh -huh. like, oh, Jesus Christ. And I was always like, well, we're light beings, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's kind of what I believe, that we're light beings. We don't eat. We don't sleep. We don't have sex. That's not like that. We're just light beings. And that's why we come here, because we can be in the physical, and we can kind of slow down, and we can have these experiences. And over there, we don't have bad and good and all that stuff. It's just always is beautiful and great. So that's kind of what I kind of believe. Well, then this woman wrote in, and I was like, oh, Jamie's going to love this. i got to say something. Wait, they, somebody wrote in us? No. Oh. She wrote in, or she wrote in on this thing. Oh, okay. And I was like, Jamie's going to love this because it makes me very wrong. Okay. And I'm always talking about some weird hippy-dippy, like, you know, heaven shit. So it says, her name's Caitlin McDermott, and she says, part of my near-death experience story that I didn't tell yet was that my godfather, Ronnie, died of a heart attack. I saw him in heaven. He was an angel. And he told me that they're not supposed to eat food in heaven. Then he pulled out a piece of bacon and took a bite out of it anyway. When he was alive, he was known for eating a lot. See? So I guess they eat fucking bacon in heaven. Who knew? And they have pockets. They have pockets? 
See, and the world is a better place now. And he said he pulled out a piece of bacon, so I'm assuming, like, wherever you are, you, you're wearing something with pockets. So there's some goddamn angel going, oh, you like my thing? It has pockets. You're right. You like my room? It's got pockets. It's got pockets. I got it at the Goodwill down the street. <laughs> <laughs> it's got pockets. So I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, she's going to love this because she's like, uh, I'm like, you don't eat. You don't have sex. You don't do any of that stuff. You just are. You no, just I feel like you go up there and you're able to, like, be with your loved ones and hug them and, and have, like, parties and things like that. Like, that's the kind of heaven I want. And you can have your heaven, and I can have my heaven. Heaven yeah. might be different for everybody. It might be like art. It might be subjective. You know what? This is actually, I'm glad you said subjective, because I know, what, what is it? we got to wrap things up sort of, but I wanted to see what you think about this. Okay. So I have to talk about it. Is it okay? Go. Are you good? I'm good. Do we need to wrap it up? No. Okay. So I just want to make sure that you're not like, could you shut the fuck up? i got to get out of here. I don't feel good. All right, so this was actually on Yahoo News, but it's like all over the place right now. And it's kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. But anyway, woman fights charges after stepkids see her topless at home. So that alone kind of evokes something for you, right? Like, well, what do you mean? Like, what's, what do you mean you're topless at home and you got charges on you? So then you start reading into it and you're like, this fucking bitch right here. So a Utah woman charged with a crime after her stepchildren saw her topless in her home is fighting the case that could force her to register as a sex offender, pointing to a court ruling that overturned a topless ban in Colorado and helped fuel a movement. Tilly Buchanan's... Tilly Buchanan. Already, she just sounds like somebody who should be, like, in the South, like, on, like, a cotton farm or something. Oh, my God. What did Tilly she do? Tilly Buchanan. Attorneys argue that Utah's law on lewdness involving a, chair is un, un, involving a child is unfair because it treats men and women differently for bearing their chest. They are asking the judge to overturn her misdemeanor charges and declare that part of the law is unconstitutional. i got to get down here in this thing where it tells you what it says. Okay. This is her speaking. It was in the privacy of my own home, Buchanan said. My husband was right next to me in the same exact manner that I was, and he's not being prosecuted. Already I'm like, I don't What like was she stuff. doing? I'm going to get to it. You're killing me. I know. I'm sorry, but she's just fucking she's kind of an asshole so buchanan 27 said she and her husband had taken off their shirts to keep their clothes from getting dusty while they hung drywall in their garage in a salt lake city suburb in late 2017 or early 2018 who in the hell takes off their shirt and starts hanging drywall butt naked who it's fucking weird so her stepchildren saw it and the mother's... I guess when her husband's three children, ages 9 and 13, walked in, she explained she considers herself a feminist and wanted to make a point that everybody should be fine with walking around their house or elsewhere with skin showing. No. Her lawyer said in court, I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to like it. So she was charged with three counts of misdemeanor lewdness. Well, the children's mother reported the topless incident because she was alarmed, authority said. I was alarmed too, but I don't know that I would be calling it... I don't think I would have called it. authorities, but definitely much. between the ages of 9 and 13, cover your chest, show some yeah. modesty, be a fucking adult. I don't give a fuck how feminist you are. You're also smoking crack. They were probably high as fuck. And if you're going to hang drywall, just use old shirts. She said, police said Buchanan removed her shirt and bra in front of the children while under the influence of alcohol. Oh, yeah, she was drunk. Well, this is what they're saying. She's saying, no, I was hanging drywall and we didn't want to get our shirts dusty, so I took my shirt off. 
How yeah, but why? Make any sense? Why take your bra off too? Why? I don't. I'm like, if that's the case, like, go put in an old sweatshirt or an old t-shirt. Right. Like, it doesn't make sense. To, that that doesn't follow logic to me. Like, I've hung drywall with Roger before. That's creepy. She wanted We've those kids to look at her. We've never had to take our shit off. Tilly, you're creepy. Is her name Tilly? Yeah, Tilly Buchanan. Tilly Buchanan, you're a creep. Keep your fucking clothes on. The only thing is, though, is she's kind of an asshole, right? Like, her thinking, and it's odd. Like, both her and her husband are obviously fucking weird. Because if he thinks it's normal, you're both fucking weird. Right. Or whatever. And I get it. You know, there's all this whole free the nipple bullshit and all that kind of stuff. No, I don't want to see your nipples walking around the street. No, I don't. And I'm tired of you being like, men and women are the same. You know what? I, I would love to technically agree with you, but we're not there. That's not what we, we need more. We need more time. We need more time. Yeah. We're not there. We got women here getting raped in the streets and everything the fuck else. And you want to be like, look at my tits. And I'm tired of hearing it. You know what I mean? And if you're breastfeeding your child, put a fucking blanket over you or something. Most, like, mo- most, mothers, most mothers that do breastfeed sit with a blanket. They do. But then you got these other ones who are just going to put it in your face and dare you to have a problem with it. Well, that's because they Again. want they want the fight. They want the confrontation. They do. And then they, they want everybody to like, you know, oh, look at me. Look how I'm being oppressed or whatever. And I'm like, no. And I do believe, and I know it gets hot. I had, I breastfed Jonathan and it does get hot. Like, right. I get it. But at no point in time do I feel like, oh, I'm at the fucking, I don't know. Walmart. Let, the Walmart. And let me just sit with my tit out, feed my baby at Walmart. That doesn't, no. And I'm not going to dare people to be like, and such I a dare different, to do it. It's a different, it's a, such a different age nowadays. It is. But I'm just saying, even still, like, okay, for me and you, I feel like us, like our demographic is like women of our age. Like, you know, probably women of like, what, 30 to 55, maybe 30 to 60 or something. And, you know, we grow up middle-class people. We're living middle-class lives. You know, we're working for the weekends. We're working for our vacations, and we're just trying to get by. Like, I feel like that's who we are. You know what I mean? And, and at the same time, I understand that we have a voice, and I understand that by doing our podcast, you know, we have to understand that, you know, we're going to feel heat somewhere, some way, because not everybody's going to agree with me. And I understand that. Oh, I'm fine with that. Well, here's where... But no, I can't do that. Here's where I'm going to save you. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not breastfeed Katie. She was bottle fed. <laughs> How dare you? Breast yep. is best. <laughs> Not these breasts. How dare you? No, I don't care. I don't care. I'm I, just letting the world know. So when they're like, if I want to breastfeed out in public, I don't care that you're breastfeeding out in public. I don't care either, but it's but not the same. Show I'm some sorry. modesty. And I think if we are just a very different generation and we were raised very differently. Well, not like that, but it's just like. I don't like that they do it with the intent I of, fucking, I dare you to be upset about it. Again, I fucking want to stab people who have their child at two and three years old on their titty. Like, I'm like, what the fuck is that? That's kind of weird. Like, if that is a grown-ass child, and then you get this whole, well, you know, um, cow's milk wasn't meant to be digested. I don't give a fuck. If the child wants milk, give it a glass of fucking almond milk for all I care. <laughs> Get it off your titty. <laughs> like, there is a certain titty. age where you should be like, all right, you know what? I'm done. You want to breastfeed up until the age of two? That's yeah. fine. But over the age of two into, like, four and five. And, like, when they can tell you, mommy, I have to shit. Like, like when, when they are We're wiping done. their own ass, that is time to say, you know what? These are my boobs again. Well, but this woman, as far as this is concerned, it already seems to be a little <laughs> odd in that. The ex-wife, mother of these children, called the authorities about it. 
So it kind of tells me that you're already in a situation where it's probably not. Yeah, there's a probably great, there's, there's probably like there's this, probably not a lot of love there. Already. Yeah, there's like a lot of tension anyway going on, and it's like, and why would you add something to it and then dare people to be upset about it? But I also don't think that she should have been arrested. I don't think that she should be registered as a sex offender. I think it's kind of like one of those things. Look, knock it off. She should. I think that don't do it. I think that she was, you know, out there doing her thing and she was drunk and. Even though she says she wasn't drunk, what woman in their right mind's like, here's my titties, boys? Apparently she's like, well, I feel like I'm a feminist. So she's trying to get the feminists to rally around her. And I do get it. Like, I think it's stupid that she's being brought up on charges. And I don't think she's some child molester. But then some other people were saying, well, she was hanging. This, I've seen, I've read two articles about this now because I was trying to find out because people in the comment section were saying she actually took her shirt off in her bedroom because they were hanging insulation and they were itching. And right. the kids walked in. That's a whole different story. Right. Like, those kids walked in, it is what it is. But I keep reading this stuff, and it's not, they're saying no, that she was in her garage hanging drywall in the garage. And they just took their shirts off because they didn't want them to get dusty. Yeah, insulation, I could understand, because fiberglasses, were, it makes you itchy. But Yeah, it, but you but don't take your shirt off and hang it without your shirt because now it's on your skin yeah, it's on your skin so no that doesn't make any sense but if they were but that's not what it says it doesn't say that they were in their bedroom but i don't think what's happening to her is right i think she's kind of an idiot i think we're gonna have to delve into this more to to get the full story to figure out exactly i don't know i mean i read it i read like two different articles about Hi, it from like the main place one was a cnn article and then this one i don't know i just think it's really shitty what's happening to her Hi, and i'm just Lee. like mommy got you a collar with some bells I did get you something, baby. Look at her. She's just so pretty. Well, you know what, though? We keep forgetting. And on the next episode, we have to do it. We have to bring up the Northeast Maryland Oh, God. The, yeah, I'll, I'll look on the page. And we forgot to talk about it last time. And, it, like, I last couple times, actually. Like, we're going to have to do it after this one. So we can see some of the posts in there because we forgot to do it. But um, I know right now we're getting a little long. So I guess we'll clear things up. But yeah. And, is there and, anything you want to say going out? I have cooties. And I'm losing my voice, but thank you for listening. <laughs> no, if you guys have anything... <laughs> Is that it, really? <laughs> if you guys have anything interesting that you found on the internet or you have a story you would like to, for us to share, anything like that, um, please just write us in at... Straightfromthenet at gmail.com. Yes, or go to our Facebook page and do... And it's just straight from the net. <laughs> yeah, I don't feel good, people. And thank you for listening. And we appreciate you guys so much all the we time. We do appreciate you guys so much. And do you have anything to say? Nope, that's it. And that's it. Okay, bye. All right, bye.